Good morning. And last week we started our new eight-week series, Wandering in the Wilderness, in which we try and see what we can learn from and what we can be challenged by in the stories of the Exodus. So we're on a journey with God. He rescues his people. He leads them to new life, to a place of blessing and providence and protection. He accompanies them as they travel with him in tough times and tough places. Are we talking about the Christian life? Or are we talking about Moses and the Israelites? And even before COVID, many of us felt we were traveling through or had known times we were traveling through tough places, tough times. Times of feeling lonely, of uselessness, of being unwanted, of money problems or housing problems, or of loss, or of sickness, all sorts of tough times. And for many of us, these last few weeks and months have been particularly testing times. I want to start by telling a joke my dad used to tell uh, about a novice who goes to join uh, an order of monks where they don't speak, they're silent. And once a year, uh, they're allowed to say whatever they want to the to the abbot. And the first, this new novice, the first time it, his time comes up, he goes in to see the abbot and he says, speak son, father abbot, the food in the refectory, dreadful, not hot. Um, and the abbot says, mm, see what I can do, okay, see you next year. Next year, this young monk waits his turn, gets called in, and the abbot says, speak son. And he says, you know what, father? In the cells at night, in the bedrooms, it's freezing. I can't sleep. You know, it says, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll look into it. Yeah. And the third year, his day comes up, another year's gone by, and he goes in and says, Father Abbot, I want to leave the monastery. I don't think this life is for me. And the abbot nods wisely with wisdom and experience of many years and says, Do you know what, son? You're right. You've done nothing but complain since the day you got here. Are we people who complain all the time? The Israelites certainly were. And as I get older, I'm aware of the concept of the grumpy old man or the moaning old woman. And I have to watch myself that I don't fall into those categories, that I, that I maintain an optimism about life that's not easy to do all the time. You know, one lot of people, the Israelites, who were complaining all the time, complained a lot, it seems. Uh, and they took three days, as Steve says last week, they took three days to go from being over the moon that they'd escaped Pharaoh's army and being led through the Red Sea to complaining that there was no fresh water, that it was bitter. And God gave them fresh water, of course, but he set them a little challenge. He said, uh, and this challenge pervades not only Exodus, but the whole of Scripture. You listen to my voice and do what I want, it'll be okay if you hear what I'm saying to you. Take time to try and listen, and then you put that into practice, things will be great. And if you listen to Stephen Roth on Deeper this weekend, if you haven't, you should go back and listen to it. One of them was saying that they had trouble hearing what God wanted, and the other was saying, well, they could hear it, they had trouble putting it into practice. And I leave you to guess which one was which. It's well worth listening to, but what do we fall into? But one thing is for sure, if you're grown, you've not been listening to God. And if you've not been listening to God, you're probably not doing what he wants. And if you're not doing what he wants, you're probably not in that place of blessing and protection that we all want to be in and that God wants for us as well. So this week we're in Exodus 16, one verse on, two or three weeks down the road and perhaps another 10 or 15 miles done. And this time it's the food that's run out. Everything they were carrying with them from Egypt has now been used up. 
and as Lenin wisely observed, were only three meals from anarchy. Now, if you think that's hard to imagine, just picture the words toilet rolls running out and the panic that we had in the supermarkets earlier in the year. You'll know how quickly a community became confused. And the grumbling touch worse this time. This time, they wish they were dead. If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt, they said in verse 3. You don't want to hear me talk for 10 minutes about the Israelites grumbling. This is not a story about the Israelites grumbling. This is a story like all of Exodus about the grace of God, about his constant protection and provision. And that's a story that's much better to tell. And I hope you'll be encouraged by as well. Three things come out of me, three things. Uh, the first is they need better memories. Yes, they're in the desert. Yes, it's a tough place. You know, it's not that easy to travel through. But Exodus 12 says it's God's graciousness. They could have gone the quick way to Egypt along the Mediterranean coast uh, from Egypt to Israel and straight into the hands of the Philistines. And they were not ready spiritually or materially or militarily for a war with the Philistines. So this is the longer, harder safer route. But where is their memory of all God's blessings in this time? Where is their memory of all that he's done for them? You know, you can imagine them saying, yes, but apart from hearing our cries, and yes, apart from sending Moses to us, and apart from the ten plagues that convinced Pharaoh to let us go, and apart from destroying his army and chariots and riders, and apart from leading us through the Red Sea and the fresh water, and then finally the twelve fresh springs and seventy date trees where we can rest and refresh ourselves, apart from all that, what's God ever done for us? If they could remember just one of those things, they would not now be saying, why have you brought us into the desert to starve to death? Because, of course, God hasn't. He has a plan. This is part of it. They are part of it. He is with them. So it should be completely unsurprising to them when God says in verse 11, you know what? I've heard you and now I'm going to rain down, rain down bread from heaven on you. This is a story about the grace of God. Why can the Israelites not see it? Well, because like us, memories are short when we stop listening to God and only see our own pressures and concerns, terrible and pressing though they often are. Easier to slip away from these memories in times of trouble, whether you're an Israelite or whether you're one of us today. Do we forget to add up or remember one thing of what God has done for us and live by that promise? Also, the Israelites have false memories of Egypt. What they remember is relaxing around pots of meat and all the food they wanted. Literally in the Hebrew, all the bread we could squeeze in before we were full. In Numbers 10, it goes on that even more florid, they talk about cucumbers, melons, onions and leeks. That's not how it was, though, was it? There was no cucumbers or melons or leeks or garlic or, or free fish or bread or unlimited meat and all the other things it mentions. It's a fantasy. It is a false memory. They were slaves. They were being worked to death. The government was seeking out their firstborn, well, all their children, in fact, all the boys to kill them so they wouldn't grow any more powerful. The Christian life, forgetting what God's done for us, thinking about the problems, false fantasies. They can lead, these can lead us to turn away from what God's called us to do. As Jesus uh, calls us into a new life and Paul says, stand firm then. Don't put on the yoke of slavery. You've been set free. 
translation is But secondly, as well as remembering correctly, they need to encourage one another. Verse 2 says the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron, even though in verse 8 it makes it perfectly clear that actually it's God they're grumbling against. Now, legitimate complaints are one thing, constructive criticism is another, but this sort of negativity is contagious. You only have to look at social media and the, the, the highly malign effect it has on us uh, to see the dangers of it. You know, a doctor I know is coming in the evenings to vaccinate the kidney dialysis patients at high risk, and some of them have cried with joy at getting their vaccine and feeling safer two or three weeks or a month ahead of when the GP would have got round to them. But some refuse for the most bizarre reasons they've read about, and then worse, they convince others to refuse as well, and this will cost people their lives. What we say matters. We can be bearers of God's truth or we can drag each other down. We need to keep each other focused on where we're going and reminding ourselves, as I say, of all that God's done for us. All signs off, Thessalonians, with this cheerful greeting. Keep on encouraging one another and building each other up, just as in fact you're already doing. And finally, having remembered his graciousness, and having gone out of their way to reach out to one another and tell each other all that God's been doing, they need to learn to trust in God's promises. God said about the manna, again, I will set them a little test here. I will see if they can carry out some simple instructions. You know, collect it in the morning. Don't keep it till the next day. Collect double on a Sunday. I'll see if they can do that. And this is not a pass or fail test. It's what we call in academia formative. It's meant to grow them. Because above all, God wants them to be fed and he wants them to have a day of rest. But most, he wants them to learn trust in his promises. The Israelites who collected the manna and collected extra weren't doing it so they could have a day off the next day. They did it because they had lost trust. They doubted whether God could keep on providing it. It may not have been their fantasy of everything they wanted, which they falsely remembered about Egypt. But each day, God says it was exactly what they needed for that day in verse 18. No more, no less. They didn't trust in God's promise of constant provision and protection. When they collected extra, what happened? It went rotten on them. The maggots grew in it. As does everything in our lives we try and put our hands on. if It's not God's will for us. Jesus says, give us today the bread we need. So, like sometimes, the Israelites didn't trust enough, we're the same. And because they didn't learn to do this, they were doomed to keep making the same mistakes again and again. And I don't want any spoilers, but next week we'll see this has disastrous consequences for them when they reach the borders of the promised land. Are we like this? Do we feel we're going around aimlessly in a wilderness? You know, this Tuesday was Groundhog Day in the States. It's a bit of American fun about a thing like a squirrel. If you'd see it on a certain day, it predicts the weather. But it also inspired a film that many of us would have seen. And in this film, Bill Murray wakes up every day, reliving the same day over and over again, doomed to repeat the same mistakes until he learns to get them right. Are we like that? God wants to take us out of these places into a future of blessing and provision and security with him. Trust in his purposes and his promises. So if nothing else, Exodus 16 should have taught us, remember what God's done for us. 
remember the life we've left behind us accurately, and how purposeless and unpleasant for our souls it was. To remember how he's always been gracious towards us and met our needs. And in the new covenant life, Jesus says that he is the living water that brings refreshing and gives us life. And he says that he is the true bread that comes down from heaven that gives life. God continues to shower his blessings on us. So let's all in the week ahead remember what he's done for us, trust in his promises and go out of our way to encourage one another to stick with him as we journey onwards. through these tough places. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning, morning by morning, new, new mercies, mercies I see. see. All I have needed, your hand has provided. Raises your faithfulness, Father.